0: we are back on the long road to ruin i'm your host the Mandate reporter and frankly i'm mortified mr mark Rattledge. and tonight we are discussing the kingsman movies the kingsman the secret Service, sorry kingsman the secret service and kingsman the golden shower joining me tonight (laughs) wait i can't can't be the only one that's ever made that joke
1: (laughs) uh probably not but still disturbing
0: and here's a man who likes Golden Circles. Ah, I zigged when given. <laughs> <could> <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, the misfit and the miscreant, Ronnie Adams. How do you do, sir? Howdy, howdy, howdy. How are you doing? I'm good. I'm good. good. So uh Kingsman, uh, The King's Man, which is a prequel to Kingsman, is mm-hmm. actually out this Wednesday coming up. Yep. And I thought it would be fun to, I've actually never seen any of these movies prior to prepping for really? this podcast. Yeah, I'd never watched them. Um, I, I hadn't, I've read the comic now and I've watched both movies, but up until okay. prepping for all of this, I hadn't done any of those things. So you have one up on me. Okay.
1: I have not read the book yet.
0: Okay. Uh, well, Jesse and I actually have a review of that coming out this weekend. Yeah. So you can check that out. But, right. uh, so did you see these contemporaneously when they came out? Oh,
1: absolutely. I, I, I saw it. Um, oh, what's the word I'm looking for? Uh, I saw it advertised. Um. Well, uh, yeah, previewed whatever you want to say, mm-hmm. and uh I was like, "Man, that looks really interesting." and i did my research and found out it was a comic book. And I was like, "Well, I'm in." You know, after that, let's see what we got because I like the I like the obscure properties.
0: Mm-hmm. Um, like you know, when did, you told do, did sweet... you know, they were books before they no were had comic no clue if, before you know, they were movies.
1: I had had no clue, which is really okay. funny because, um, you know, uh, a mark. Millar Miller, whatever you want to say his name, I'm, I'm, I'm a fan of him because he did those, uh, he 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 did these books, yeah, yeah, and um, so I, I went to see the movie and I was like, man, that was irreverent, um, and hilarious. So,
0: <laughs> and- so I read the book with Jesse, um, and it was interesting. The this first one that we're going to talk about, the Secret Service, is almost to the letter a a, pretty much a word-for-word adaptation of of that book and i said to him at the time like i can see why they went out of their way to get this thing adapted to the big screen it really it reads like a script to a movie oh it does yeah um so let's get into it uh the secret service not that i I
1: mean like i've heard i haven't seen it i mean read it i mean Mm
0: -hmm. secret service came out in 2014 it was directed by matthew vaughn uh, and it stars Colin Firth, Samuel Jackson, Mark Strong, Karen Edgerton, and Michael Caine. Um, during a mission in the Middle East in 1997, probationary secret agent Lee Unwin sacrifices himself to protect his superior Harry Hart from an explosion. Hart, blaming himself for Lee's death, returns to London to give Lee's widow, Michelle, and a young son, Gary Eggsy, a metal engraved with an emergency assistance number. 17 years later, Eggsy is a stereotypical shav, chav. Chav? <laughs> I don't know what that means. Um, having dropped out of training for the Royal Marines, despite his intelligence and talents for both gymnastics and parkour, because, of course, everybody's, you know, doing parkour. <laughs> After getting arrested for stealing a car, Eggsy calls the number. Hart arranges his release and explains that he's a member of Kingsman, a private intelligence service funded by, founded by British elite who lost their heirs in World War One and put their money towards protecting the world. The organization is named for the tailor shop that closed them in... Seville Row, which which they now use as a front for their bases. Hart, codenamed Galahad, explains the position is available as Agent Lancelot was killed by the assassin Gazelle while trying to rescue University Professor James Arnold from kidnappers. Exe becomes Hart's candidate. Kingsman Technical Support Operative Merlin discovers that Professor Arnold is working as though nothing has happened. Hart attempts to interrogate him at Imperial College London, but microchip and Professor Arnold's neck explodes, killing him like you do. The detention signal, the the detonation signal is traced to a facility owned by Gazelle's employer, Richmond Valentine, an internet billionaire and philanthropist who has offered anyone in the world SIM cards that grant free cellular and internet connectivity. Ah, but nothing ever is really free, Ronnie Adams. No, it's not. Hart posing as a billionaire philanthropist meets Valentine face-to-face. Other candidates are eliminated through dangerous training tests by Merlin until only Exy and Roxy, a candidate Eggsy befriended, are left. Exy refuses to complete the final test, shooting a, pu- a pug puppy he raised during the training process. I don't think this... Yeah, okay, we'll get into that. And Roxy is named the new Lancelot. Hart learns of Valentine's connection to an obscure hate group's church in Kentucky of course it is, and travels there wearing glasses containing a video transceiver. Exegze watches. Valentine activates the SIM cards in the church, triggering a signal that causes the parishioners and heart to become murderously violent. Hart's spy training leaves him as the only survivor. Outside the church, Valentine explains what happened before shooting Hart in the face, apparently killing him. Apparently. apparently. Exegze returns <laughs> to Kingsman. Uh, headquarters and notices that Chester Arthur King, Kingsman leader, has a scar in his neck just like Professor Arnold. King reveals that Valentine plans to transmit his neurological wave worldwide via satellite network, believing the resulting culling of most of the human race will avert its extinction via global warming. Only those Valentine has chosen will be unaffected. King tries to kill Eggsy with a poison drink, but Eggsy switches glasses with King beforehand, who poisons him. Eggsy, Merlin, and Roxy set out to stop Valentine. Roxy uses high-altitude balloons to destroy one of Valentine's satellites and break up the network, but Valentine secures a replacement. Merlin flies Exy to Valentine's base, where he masquerades as king. Eggsy is discovered by a failed Kingsman recruit, Charlie Hesketh, leading to both Eggsy and Merlin being cornered. On Eggsy's suggestion, Merlin activates the implanted chip's failsafe, killing almost everyone with a chip. Valentine activates the signal, triggering worldwide pandemonium. Eggsy kills Gazelle and uses one of her sharpened prosthetic legs to impale Valentine and kill him, what? stopping the what signal and ending the threat. Yeah. Afterward, he shares a sexual encounter with Tildy, Crown Princess of Sweden, like is from Sweden. I like meatballs. Whom Valentine abducted. In a mid credit scene, Eggsy, now the, ga- the new Galahad offers his mother and half sister a new home away from his abusive stepfather, who is knocked unconscious in the same way that Hallie earlier knocked out a gangster. Alrighty. So, what do you think of this movie, Ronnie? i was. I thought it was a
1: lot of fun um never thought of uh colin colin firth right yeah yeah never thought of him as an action hero but man he he pulled it off in this it was it was a, like i said just a lot of fun I, i'm a big spy like i don't know i don't say a lot but i like spy movies mm-hmm. um but i like cheeky stuff you know and this was just enough james bond and just enough i i don't know who else you know to what to compare this to other than maybe well it's not
0: i mean there's the Bourne series but that's that's very serious stuff and then you've got you've Uh, got the um jack ryan stuff and that's also serious. this this is stylized punchy fun this is you know this just enough superhero mixed in with just enough james bond to, to make it
1: good you know
0: I was actually I was thinking about you while I was watching. It. I'm like, this is the kind of movie Ronnie Adams likes. I'm, I, I bet he's gonna, I bet he's gonna have a lot of fun talking about this because this movie, and this is not an insult, but this movie requires no thought. Like, this is not. Mm-hmm. There is, <laughs> is nothing here to interpret. There is no. This there's nothing about the greater world. There are no themes. This is just. I no, watching, I do like that stuff. R- watching t- uh, Taron Edgerton kick his way, yeah. <laughs> through people. And there's a lot of really fun humor. Like, actually, this stuff. What is it? What does she say at the end of Princess of Sweden? She's like, you know, if you save I the say, world, I'll let you do it in the butt. Or something yeah. Like that. He says, "If I let you out, can I have a kiss?" And she,
1: um, she said, I, "I'll give you more than a kiss." And she goes, "If you save the world, I'll let you, yeah, do that." And he goes, "Be right back." And I was like, "Oh, well, okay, we went, we didn't go quite far enough, but we, there we go."
0: My kind of hero. Um, so it's so funny because I was actually thinking about bringing my kids to go see The King's Man, because it was rated R, and now I see why these things are rated R.
1: Yeah, yeah, it's just it's ridiculous fun.
0: But mm-hmm. I, I mean,
1: like, okay, so I like that stuff. I like you know uh, thought provoking.
0: Huh. Um, I didn't mean, to imply that you didn't.
1: Oh, I know, I know. But I, but when I go to a movie, I want to be entertained. Right. You know, I, I want to be. <sighs> Just give me something stupid to watch for a little bit
0: and I'll be fine. And that's the thing. Matthew Vaughn does a great job with the direction in this in terms of creating something very stylized.
1: Absolutely.
0: This thing was made for the screen. There is no other way to watch this thing. Yeah. Um, This was these movies were meant to be enjoyed on the big screen. They are huge spectacles. Um, It's I, I do find with a lot of these movies that watching a guy punch his way through the bad guys for two hours Gets a little boring. What Matthew Vaughn does with the Kingsman Secret Service is, and more so with the next one, we're going to talk about the Golden Circle, is he actually makes the action look interesting and fun. I mean, if you're like a yeah. real martial art, I'm saying this for one person's benefit specifically, but if you're like, you know, a fight choreography snob, if you're uh, if somebody who studies the martial arts, you're going to hate these movies if that kind of thing gets to you. But if you, you know, if you can sort of let go of that or you're not aware of it and you're just watching a guy, you know, we use the term chew up scenery. He's not chewing up the scenery. It's more like kicking it. Yeah. Um, okay. just, it's, so, it's, it's, a, it's a visual treat.
1: Absolutely. It, it, like, I, I read a little bit because I was interested in how they filmed these fight scenes because they just look different. You know what I mean? Um, and they actually keep the camera centered right on the action. They keep the mm-hmm. action center, like center screen, yeah, and everything around it going. So it's almost like you're, they're wearing, like, a camera on their neck, you mm-hmm. know, like pointing at them while they're doing it. Especially, uh, like that church scene. Holy crap!
0: That church scene is probably the best part of the movie. My that is just unadulterated fun violence. And so, the, <sighs> so I, I went through the plot synopsis, but what gets lost in that written plot synopsis is that. The whole point of what Samuel Jackson's villain character is trying to do is, he's trying to Thanos half of the Earth's right. population. Absolutely, and, his, and he doesn't have an Infinity Gauntlet. He has to do it the old-fashioned way by encouraging people to just kill one another. Right? <laughs> They're just <laughs> and, wailing on each other. And so he's using like high, like high-intensity frequencies, wavelengths, to uh to to manipulate the brains of people so that they'll become all impulsive and angry and violent there's
1: a there's a point there's a goes on the basis that there's a frequency Mm that will
0: drive a person insane yeah that's right out of the comic book this whole plot's right out of the comic book we're basically like if we can have half of the human race kill each other then you know then we all won't die from global warming like he's basically he's motivated to save the planet from a mass extinction event via global warming or climate change and so it's like okay we there's too many people so you know like much like thanos we'll just it will have it be semi-random right just have half the people in the world take each other out well he got all. he got all the rich people (laughs) yeah that's what i said semi-random like he did he in the comic book he actually like saved some celebrities like mark hamill at the very beginning, which is funny because yeah. I read
1: that in the trivia that, mm. that he was the first celebrity that, that that they kidnapped, right? And then they ended up getting him in the movie. But yeah. so basically, he's uh, Harry Hart. Uh, we'll call him um, Galahad. Mm-hmm. Galahad, which is his name, you know his uh, his his call name. Galahad goes under disguise to to Valentine's. Um, he's going to have a gala. Mm-hmm. And he ended up canceling the gala because uh gal had supposed to be this rich entrepreneur, like filthy, stinking rich. Yeah. And he said, well, when you donate, you know, I canceled the gala. He said, uh, when you donate as much money as you did, you deserve your own dinner. <laughs> Brings him in, sits him down and serves him McDonald's, which I thought was brilliant because this, this guy, like the character's not pretended to be anything. He's not right. You know, he's just he's he's a guy that knew how to make some money. You know, mm-hmm. he's a smart guy, made some money, and he's just keeping it real. Um, but he's also a, a, a megalomaniacal uh, maniac. You know, like uh, well, he murder.
0: He's cut from the same cloth as a lot of people who are you know quote unquote villains in these things. which oh, is yeah, they're smart enough to see the writing on the wall and sociopathic enough to do what needs to be done. I keep you know I keep right. making the Thanos comparison. The great thing about the way they wrote Thanos in the Avengers movies, not to go off on a tangent about that, is that, yes, Thanos was a sociopath, but from his point of view, what he was doing was logical based on the trauma that he suffered having watched his entire race get wiped out due to lack of resources. And so he's like, okay, well, let's just, now somebody has made the point that there's a bit of a, bit of a problem with that where if you have a ma- if you have a magic glove that can grant wishes why't just wish for more resources but whatever right. I, I'm not I'm not debating. You're also not the 30 a mad year Titan <laughs> must, yeah. yeah I'm not debating the 30 year old infinity gauntlet comic right. um but my point being you know so but there are a lot of villains like that where they're driven by their need to correct what they think is an institutional or a um biological societal wrong
1: well he put it the best way he could um mm-hmm. he said mankind is a virus right earth is the host you let this virus go so long measures have to be taken so you either uh, end up by with the way host... with, even, with
0: the, even with the lisp i was totally getting nick fury vibes oh yeah absolutely. You know, and boot when he was doing that bit uh,
1: yeah he goes either the the host kills the virus or the virus kills the host as yeah. he put it mm-hmm. um, which he, he did the lisp because he actually used to have a lisp mm. and he overcame that with uh, a lot of cursing is what he said that's why he <laughs> curses so much in these movies because that helped him get over his speech impediment and <laughs> he thought that this character should have a speech impediment because that's where the anger first started mm. and I was like Man, that's really smart you know okay.
0: Um, so but- we, re- we were talking about the church scene so again, the so they're they're doing basically a beta test of this brainwave technology, and they're going to focus it on this church. And so this church is doubling as the plot synopsis says, like a as a, as a hate group. And they <laughs> they turn the brainwave machine on, and everybody in the church is starts freaking out and killing each other. And it's all set to Freebird by Leonard. Freebird,
1: and it was just
0: brilliant. It's bat poop, insane. It's I so am... good i
1: like action movies mm-hmm. and i'll be honest with you as crazy as it sounds as as sociopathic as it makes me sound the vi- more violent the better this was got to a point where i went okay enough enough <laughs> stop right. you know he's uh, already
0: dead he's already
1: dead he <laughs> just seemed like stan marsh beating the dead horse with the stick you know after a minute
0: but, um, it and was that, just it, that segment goes on for a good five minutes.
1: Oh, it's and it's it's almost like a with with the exceptions of, of a few breaks in the camera work, it's almost like a long shot, you know. Yeah, it keep, seemed keep like going. it was one take, yeah. But it, of course, it wasn't a lot, you know. No. But, but man, he just goes off. And they, um, the Kingsmen have an old, uh, Soviet style pistol, I think it was pre. I'm not sure what, what, I I, I don't know the name of the pistol right off, Mm -hmm. but they use it and they have the shotgun, the little shotgun barrel underneath it, you know, everything. And he just goes insane with that and then starts picking up other people because everybody in this church is packing. (laughs) something: (laughs) a pistol, a knife, a sword, or not a sword, but you know. Yeah. And then, and then when he runs out of ammo on that, he just picks up a giant, like, I guess it was a Bible. It was like a hardback Bible and just starts wearing people out with that. (laughs) And then stabs him with, with like uh, with a flagpole grabs one of the, the, the incense uh, Mm -hmm. things, which why would they use that? But they have it. And he just starts like Kung Fu fighting with that. And it's just, it goes on and on and on. And these people (laughs) are fighting in the background too. Mm -hmm. You know, it's just uh, screaming and crying and gnashing of teeth in the background.
0: I said before this movie was made for people who just want to see a violent, entertaining movie. Yes, the, and and, 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 it, and it here's the thing we're we're really focusing on that one scene. There's a couple like that. There's there's a scene where um Colin Firth beats up that heavy beats up the heavies in the bar, oh, and that's a fun man. scene, especially the callback they'll do in the next one to it. Yeah, where he's where he's off this game, but you know, like he takes them out with the umbrella and the in the in the mug of beer and all of that. Well, they travail.
1: Start calling him you know, homophobic slurs and yeah, tell him to go find a young man somewhere else, and you know, leave (laughs) eggsy to them. So he just walks up, you know, thin guy, tall. Mm. Men need to start dressing like that (laughs) again. Obviously, I cannot right now because I have the body of an eggplant, (laughs) but um. It, it but you know, soon that will that will take uh, was hopefully, it, what melt did they away. say in the
0: movie? Manners make the man,
1: manners maketh man, and he and he locks the doors, manners maketh man, yep, with and all, then turns with,
0: around with all things dignity and, and it, with, with all things dignity, and we'll go with respect for now,
1: yeah. And then as he's turned around, takes his umbrella and slings, uses the hook <laughs> to sling a beer mug and catches Eggsy's stepdad in the face with it, and just tears <laughs> these guys
0: up. Right. But here's Ugh. the thing, and this is what I want to talk about before, before we move on to the next movie. The middle section of this movie. So the beginning is that. The end is the is the church fight scene, and then the final fight scene where he invades the base, which is pretty cool stuff. Where
1: well, Eggsy, Eggsy ends up going off on
0: people. Yeah. But that whole middle section is just the training. Yeah. And I, I, I was a little... It's not the most interesting of stuff. Like, this this movie is bookended by some really fun things in the first act and the third act but the middle act where he's just training and it's it's he's there for all of 2 minutes and he's getting crap by the rich kids that yeah. are entitled um and every every test you know it, 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 he somehow is able to like ace all of these different tests and you know th- like oh you guys you guys forgot about t- like the the, fir- the very first one where they're where they're flooding the the bunks and mm-hmm. they are led to believe that they left one of their teammates behind and she drowned stuff like that it was like yeah. it, like and it was like and then later on like oh we wouldn't really kill anyone it was all a ruse it was like okay I mean and I think some of that's I, in the comic too I but, like that you know. um
1: I mean I get it uh, but mm-hmm. I really liked it because it was it was it, it was different to me. Yeah, because when you watch some of these spy movies, they never really kill anybody in the training. You know that they're going to be okay because it's mm-hmm. training. You know what I mean. And yeah. um, so, I you know it, it it piqued my interest mainly because um, it was it was just different, you know, mm-hmm. and uh, it, it gave a, a sense of urgency to what was going on. Sure. It wasn't just a training. it was actually, you know they thought their lives and and as an audience member, I thought, you know, man, these guys are rough, you know. um, so it was like one of those things where like I enjoyed it because it had something you know, something different to get right.
0: I just I wish there had been more investigation of what Samuel Jackson's people were doing because I feel like for the longest part of this movie, Samuel Jackson's doing something. Karen Edgerton's doing something else, and they're not really connected. I and I know it. some movies are structured that way. It annoys yeah. me. I yeah. wish there's more of a pursuit about what he's doing, and less Luke Skywalker running around on Dagobah. Um, which is again a large portion of the middle part of that movie. <laughs> <laughs> it's just like like, all right, we get it. Um, there's some cool stunts in that scene. Don't get me wrong. Like oh, yeah. you know, them jumping out of the airplane in and, the Halo suit. Oh my gosh, yeah, so cool. that whole that whole scene. Um, I mean, as 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 much as I didn't like a lot about Black Widow, that, you know, that seems to be another style stunt trend in Hollywood right now is falling from atmosphere. And
1: landing in the superhero, <laughs> yeah, and landing in the superhero pose.
0: Right. Um, um, I just like, I like the way that one looked, though, where, yeah. you know, they're told one of you doesn't have a parachute. And so the whole point is for someone to take a leadership role and figure out how they're going to do this without anyone dying. And as it turns out, they all had a parachute.
1: And it turns, you know, and it turns out Eggsy was the one that said, that even though he didn't have, a, quote unquote, didn't have a parachute, he's the one that took control and said, "Hey, we're gonna, you know, we're gonna get through this." And he yeah. grabs a hold of Roxy, his his friend, the only friend he has there, um, and she, you know, and pulls her parachute, and they land in the K and they make it.
0: Did Colin Firth explain the newspaper headlines that he has on his wall? Yes. Yeah. Okay. The newspaper headlines were just.
1: They were the headlines of the day of, of a tabloid. Right. So it okay. has all of these tabloid headlines on the wall. And, you know, like this happened, this happened, right. and this happened. But he knows the date. That was the headline of the day that he saved the prime minister. Yeah.
0: And yeah, this so that's, was, what, yeah. that's what I was asking. I couldn't remember if they went into because I know that that's in the comic book. And I yeah. couldn't remember if he explained it in the movie. All right. So, you know, overall... Mm-hmm just uh, bring this to a close because i don't think there's really not a whole lot else to talk about here it's just this, it's just really fun and yeah if you like
1: nonsense i say nonsense <laughs> but but if you like nonsense like action this is I, this is honestly for you because there's a lot of action in it and, you know even you know like mm. the middle part even whether they're training there's still some action going on in sure. it Sure. and um you know it, it it you gotta find your foil you gotta find your that guy that 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 douchebag that that's mm. gonna you know Try to make your training even harder, and they they did that with that. Which, as a callback, he he's a callback later on in the movie, in the second movie, mm-hmm. um, which was pretty actually pretty freaking cool. Um, well, he was kind of a callback in in the first, but he, but anyway, but uh, it, it's it, I mean, like like I said, it's just hardcore violent nonsense <laughs> and fun.
0: Yep, uh, I'll tell you. Ya- The writing in this movie is pretty okay, but you know what would have made it better, Ronnie? I'm going to guess. I'll just let you tell me. Okay. Because you're better at it. What would have made the writing at least a little bit better would have been Grammarly for you Uh, listeners. That's right. Of the Long Road to Ruin podcast on Rattled and Broadcasting Network brought to you by W2M. Grammarly is offering a free download of the Grammarly software. Grammarly's AI-powered products help people communicate more effectively. Grammarly helps you write mistake-free on Gmail, Facebook, Twitter, LinkedIn, and nearly anywhere else you write on the web. Grammarly corrects hundreds of grammar, punctuation, spelling mistakes, while also catching contextual errors, improving your vocabulary, and suggesting style improvements. To download Grammarly today, go to getgrammarly.com slash W2M Network. Again, it's getgrammarly.com slash W2M Network to download Grammarly for free. For free. All right. So So, uh, Kingsman Secret Service on a budget of... Uh, a little less than a hundred million was a big hit. Uh, made four hundred and fourteen million for at the time what was Twentieth Century Fox, now owned by Disney, soon to be owned by Pornhub. That joke never stopped being funny to me. Um, <laughs> I, I don't. Okay, I don't get it, but yeah, we'll go with that. It's, it's a joke from Family Guy.
1: Uh, oh, that's right. Yeah.
0: Um, all right. So then, in twenty seventeen, I believe uh, there was a sequel called yeah kingsman the golden circle circle is. um and this circle. was again uh directed by matthew vaughn, which by the way do you know who you know what else matthew vaughn did what he's known he's some for of the
1: x-men movies didn't he
0: he did um he turned down my... the
1: x-men movie to do the, this do the
0: okay. first one so he's best known for kick-ass which we need to do one of that's those right
1: absolutely it's it's a great uh that's a that's a great two movies actually has He'd, one of my least favorite actors in the second one. Mm. I think he's a hypocrite, but you know, that's just me, Jim Carrey. Um, but he does, Jim Carrey does a phenomenal job in that movie.
0: Um, but uh, yeah, I love, I love those movies. So Matthew Vaughn, um, he directed Layer Cake in 2004, which won a whole bunch of awards.
1: Was that, that was him?
0: Yep. Um, oh, but yeah, that's got Daniel Craig in it. Yeah, and it then, does
1: because I own that movie actually.
0: And then he directed Stardust, and then he directed Kick-Ass, yeah. um, which is also based on a comic book, mm. uh, which... Much
1: you know, darker than the movie.
0: Yeah, much. Mm. Um, and then he directed X-Men First Class. He did the story for Days of Future Past, and then he directed, then he went into the Kingsman movies, and then this new yeah. one coming up, The King's Man, he directed that as well. And then there's a movie Argyle that he's working on that he's also directing, and then he's produced a whole bunch of ones. He he turned down he
1: actually turned down directing Days of Future Past to direct Kingsman. Okay, so I mean he did the story, but he t- he didn't direct it because he wanted to direct this.
0: And you can see like those earlier movies, you know the 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 um, the X Men movies. You can you can see his influence mm-hmm. uh, bleeding into these Kingsman movies, but. Those are not nearly as stylized. Like he, he seems to be much more restrained, um, even with Kickass. From what I remember, I had to go back and watch it again. Had, but it feels he, like these Kingsman movies, he's unrestrained.
1: It, it, you're talking about violent wise, or just how he how he makes the whole thing? Uh,
0: yeah, the the stylization seems much more subdued in the X Men movies and in Kingsman. I'll agree uh, with X Men movies and Kickass.
1: I agree with the X-Men movies, but Kick-Ass is it's pretty out there sometimes.
0: Mm-hmm. Okay. So I
1: think he was I think he was feeling his oats right right there. Mm-hmm. I'm seeing what he can do and can't do, test some boundaries and then just went went ahead and did it when they finally you know trusted him to. Right. But but they 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 did some stuff, you know, some violent stuff in in in, in both Kick-Ass movies. I mean, well, like I
0: bring that up because boy is he unrestrained. He is this is just all Matthew Vaughn here in the golden circle. Like, he got kidding. a success in Kingsman, and they were like, here's a blank check. to Do whatever.
1: whatever. <laughs> Let me tell you what. Oh, you just go on with the plot. This is phenomenal.
0: Yeah, this is, first of all, Julianne, Mar- Julianne Moore, you have my heart. You are oh, love a phenomenal her. actress. Yes, she is. All right. A year after defeating Richmond Valentine, Gary Eggsy Unwin has officially joined Kingsman, having taken his late mentor Harry Hart's position of Galahad as well as Harry's old house and is dating Tildy, crown princess of Sweden. I like Sweden. No, I like meatballs. IKEA's. Damn it, I've ruined my own joke. Take two. She, he is dating Tildy, crown princess of Sweden. Ikea's from Sweden. I like meatballs. Oh, Who He saved meatballs. from Valentine. On his way home, Ronnie, we've been doing this like 10 years. There's just a lot of running gags. Yeah. Yeah. I know. Um, okay. On his I way do home... like Swedish meatballs, but anyway. Dude, there were times when my, wa- my wife would drag me to Ikea just for the meatballs. Just it was for the really meatballs? Ridiculous. Yeah. <laughs> um, on his way home from the tailor shop, he is ambushed by Charlie Hesketh from the previous movie, a rejected Kingsman applicant who lost his right arm and vocal cords. be. During the Valentine incident, Eggsy evades Charlie and his henchmen in a car chase across London, but Charlie's cybernetic arm, severed in the skirmish, hacks into the Kingsman servers through the computer And Eggsy's car. With the information thereby gained, Poppy Adams, the leader of the world's largest drug cartel, the Golden Circle, launches <laughs> missiles that destroy Kingsman headquarters and kill all the agents in Britain, including Exy's best friend, Roxy, and his other friend, Brandon who was at Eggsy's house to look after his dog while Eggsy was away in Sweden uh, with Tilda. Uh, Eggsy and his colleague Merlin are the only two survivors of the attack. Bold move to wipe out the entire first it, like cast. Yeah, incredible. <laughs> and I was really sad about Roxy. Yeah, I was like, oh, but if yeah. you have another movie to go to, what's going on here? I don't know. Um, <laughs> I don't
1: think I've ever seen her in anything else, to be honest.
0: <laughs> By following an emergency doomsday protocol, the two made contact with statesmen. The American counterpart of Kingsman, which uses a Kentucky-based bourbon whiskey business as a front. There, they discover that Harry survived his shooting by Valentine thanks to Statesman technology, but has amnesia that can be cured only by reliving a dramatic event or be written into a screenplay. Mm -hmm. Statesman, the head, uh, Champagne, offers the organization support to bring down the Golden Circle. Statesman agent Tequila, Mas Tequila, develops a blue rash and shows signs of mania ultimately being replaced by another agent whiskey as eggsy's partner
1: agent tequila played by um channing tatum and then agent whiskey being played by none other than uh mandalorian himself
0: that's right pedro, pedro, pascal. pedro pascal yep anyway he look familiar it's hard he to was, tell with helmet on yeah
1: he <laughs> actually is a really really good actor uh um, yes can, can, can we touch on something in the first movie though, real sure. quick yeah so whether they were guilty or innocent or whatever is is uh, these people that were chosen uh, that donated so they could get the chip put in their behind their ear and survive the the calling of the world yeah which makes them immediately kind of guilty of of by association you know, of murder of the yeah. of genocide um, they they reroute the signal somehow. Um, through computer fanciness that are, that is written in <laughs> as a McGuffin.
0: <laughs> computer fanciness. <laughs> I don't know. Hacking seems
1: like such an outdated term anymore. But uh, so we're gonna
0: go. We need to make computer fanciness a thing.
1: I, I think we should. What so, What
0: are you? I am a master of computer, computer
1: fanciness. <laughs> uh, they end up exploding everyone's heads, right in that facility, except for um gazelle and valentine uh right. gazelle being his his bodyguard and not only did they blow everything they, they blew up their heads but i think they did this to get around getting an nc-17 rating mm-hmm. That it was all colorful and glitter yeah and they blew up like, their heads
0: yeah it's, it's very it's all like it's like a fireworks display
1: yeah well they were playing the 1812 overture or whatever it was <laughs> right right um so anyway I I we forgot to touch on that and I just wanted to do that and touch, you know, wanted to talk about that real quick because that was to me was hilarious. And then I realized they they murdered a bunch of people. (laughs) That was I mean, like some of them didn't do anything, and they murdered them. Uh, but anyway, Uh, and that's where that's where Charlie lost his arm. Because I don't think he had a chip, but he lost his arm in that whole thing and lost his vocal cords. Yes. He shows up with that the box in his throat and the and the cybernetic arm um, but yeah uh, and then they 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 found the Statesman, which is Jeff Bridges and, and his glory and <laughs> and Channing Tatum and Pedro Pascal yep. and
0: Halle Berry and he plans a to a tracking device of Charlie's ex-girlfriend Clara van Gluckberg during a sexual encounter at the Glastonbury festival which is hilarious by the way but is estranged uh, from Tilda after telling her beforehand what he has to do Merlin attempts to cure Harry's amnesia by flooding his bedroom, mirroring an element of the Kingsman agent training, but the exercise fails. Eggsy eventually succeeds by threatening to shoot a cane carrier puppy that resembles Harry's late dog, Mr. Pickle, causing Harry to live the final test of his Kingsman training, which he was ordered to shoot his dog. During their next mission, Poppy broadcasts a message announcing she has added a toxin to all her drugs, which causes users to develop symptoms like tequilas before succumbing to paralysis and subsequent death. She offers the antidote to the world if the president will end the war on drugs and grant her cartel immunity from prosecution. The president publicly negotiates, but secretly intends to let the infected die if he is willing to eliminate all drug users and thus render Poppy's business useless. I have things to say about this. I bet you do. He quarantines many victims, including his chief of staff in a stadium, and leaves them there to die. Harry eggs in whiskey track Clara to a Golden Circle facility in the Italian Alps. Eggsy manages to steal a sample of the antidote, but Whiskey destroys it during an attack by the Golden Circle henchmen, leading Harry to suspect him of being a traitor and breaking the sample on purpose. Harry shoots Whiskey in the head, but Eggsy, believing Harry to be delusional due to an incomplete recovery, saves him with the same technology that statesmen use to save Harry. Charlie kills Clara by destroying the facility to prevent any more supplies, any more samples from being taken, and leave no traces behind. Tilda calls eggsy in a manic state, showing she has symptoms as a result of smoking cannabis and a fit of depression, like you do. Eggsy, Harry, and Merlin discover the location of Poppy's hideout in Cambodia. Poppyland. Which <laughs> <laughs> <But this, laughs> like,
1: is actually a pretty cool little place.
0: Yeah, she's like, I love 50s nostalgia because who doesn't? And she so- had a hamburger
1: <laughs> joint where she would yeah.
0: grind up failed henchmen and make hamburgers <laughs> out of them.
1: At, yep, which was really a thing that happened. She had her own <laughs> salon, a bowling
0: alley, and robots s-
1: and and See, robot
0: dogs. Yeah, and I tell you, I'm with her on that one. Robots are better than people. So, yeah, um, sometimes, yes, my friend. While rec uh, while recointering, uh Poppy Land, uh, Eggsy steps on a landmine, but Merlin sacrificed himself to save him. And Harry, while taking out a squad of Poppy's guards and singing his favorite John Denver song at the same time. Oh, my gosh. That was, yeah, th- I, I'm I not going to lie. I, I was kind of out on the movie by this point. So I was so like, I, I saw it all happen, but I was like, whatever. What? Um, no, it was great. Like, I hate that song, but that was such a cool use of it. Oh, I love that song. But <sighs> I Exy mean, and Harry storm the lair as they kill the guards. They meet Exy fights and kills Charlie as revenge for his fallen comrades. While Harry destroys Poppy's robotic attack dogs called Benny and the Jets. Oh, the whole time we forgot to mention, she's she's got Elton John captured on this island. Oh, Elton John! Sorry, Elton John throwing like a like a drop kick. You know? oh, okay,
1: so Elton John is is hostage or being held hostage on this island. Not even hostage, prisoner. She doesn't want anything for him. She just wants him there to sing to her all the time and throw right. a concert. Right, so he's got. And he's not whole, happy about it, as you might expect. He's not happy, and I've never heard it. I never. I mean, like, I know Elton John probably drops some language every once in a while. Did mm. not know Elton John had that big of a potty mouth. <laughs> but um, there was some significant f bombs coming from old El- Elton. He's but, hysterical
0: in this. He's, he's really funny. So
1: funny in this. He's so, he's mm. actually a really he's a good actor for what it was. Yeah, but he 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 grabs one of his guards slams him into the piano and starts wailing on him with the top, the piano lid, right? Mm. Knocks him out. And the other two flank him on either side. And he just gets, he starts growling at one of them runs. And I'm like, that's not him running. That can't be him running in high heels. (laughs) He's got these big chunky high heels on jumps up and throws. What is the most perfect martial (laughs) arts side jumping kick that I've ever seen. Yeah. Yeah and immediately lands and does this spinning capoeira like heel kick to the other guy's mm-hmm. head and knocks them both out. And then, and then just skips away.
0: Don't mess with Elton John. Man. Don't
1: mess with Elton John because secretly he is a ninja.
0: They secure the laptop controlling the drones that can deliver the antidote worldwide, then inject Poppy with a concentrated dose of a toxin with heroin to dull her senses and let her guard down. A delirious Poppy gives him the laptop password The antidote, but dies from an accidental overdose. Whiskey interrupts them before they can deploy the drones, revealing that his wife pregnant with their son was killed in robbery committed by two meth users years ago, which caused him to develop a personal vendetta against all drug users, wanting them to die. A furious fight breaks out, ending with Harry and Eggsy dropping whiskey into Poppy's meat grinder. Then they activate the drones, delivering the antidote worldwide. In the aftermath, the president is impeached because, of course, he is.
1: And arrested.
0: arrested for conspiring to let the victims die and statesman purchases a distillery in scotland to help build rebuild kingsman statesman tech supporter specialist ginger ale which is Halle barry is appointed the new agent whiskey eggsy marries tilda and a a cured tequila joins kingsman which acquires a new tailor shop in london okay let's let's just get right into the, the most important thing here um the other one yeah, it had a point of view, you know. But ultimately, you know, we there's got to be a better way to deal with global warming than killing half the population. The Avengers came to the same conclusion. So did Kingsman. And so does everybody else. It's like, what what are we doing if we have to give up our morals and humanity by committing genocide for you know for the greater good? Is it really the greater good? Is the whole point there?
1: You could say there was a moral. Great point to that area.
0: Mm. Here, their point of view is we should legalize drugs, that the war on drugs is bad. And if this was any more heavy handed, you know, and, and he, here's the thing. Like, I don't, don't want to get into my own personal stuff here, but like I there is a conversation to be had about harm reduction, decriminalization. And I'm willing to have that conversation. I'm not entirely sure Kingsman, the golden circle, is the appropriate place to contemplate harm reduction and decriminalization. Especially when you assign it to the bad guy. And then there's an even better guy president going, Yeah, let all the drug users die. <laughs> and like you're like you're supposed to come out of Kingsman like, oh, I don't, I don't agree with that at all. I like Matthew Vaughn, the people who wrote this story are trying to get people to come out of Kingsman and the Golden Circle with the idea that they should confront their politicians about creating more harm reduction and decriminalization policies. Like nobody's going to come to that conclusion. Right.
1: Like, I get sorry. it. Sorry.
0: This is the no- nobody went to this to be preached about. You know yeah. the the drug policies in this country arcane as they are. I just want to see Pedro Pascal use a lasso to cut people in half. Yeah, really. I'm not. I'm with you there, <laughs> and that and that's kind of my point. Like, you can you can have Julianne Moore, who is fantastic in this. She really is just wonderful.
1: She, she is.
0: Um, you can have her being like, I want to sell all the drugs to all the people. Um, let me do that, or I'm going to kill everybody. Okay, fine. Which is pretty extra, much what she was. Right, going that extra step where this is sort of where this is a a way to put you know to put their beliefs out there about how the drug war is bad, the yeah. policy is bad. I'm like, not to be you, but take get your politics out of my Kingsman movie. Right? No, no, you,
1: you can totally you can totally infringe on my gimmick there. Um, get it off my front porch.
0: I don't want it. You know, I get it. I just I, I felt it was inappropriate for this kind of movie. This movie is so yeah. over the top, silly. You know, a couple Alan of months John ago, kicked a man in the face. <laughs> well, a couple of months ago, we talked about Candyman and how Candyman has all these great yeah. metaphors and all these, you know, in, in in this political agenda. And I made a point of saying to Sean, like, I didn't realize how much, you know, how much of a political point of view are in these horror movies. Like these horror movies have something to say. They're just saying them in the horror genre of all places right. because that's where the people are you gotta go you gotta go your audience you
1: gotta go where the people are
0: and i and i get all of that and so i, I kind of had a new respect for the horror genre for that reason but i think there there is a, a line of distinction between where you can get away with that and where your message is going to be utterly muddled and lost
1: absolutely I and agree this
0: is that. the case of the latter yeah where... this this is definitely muddling Right. And it's like, I agree with the point of view. I think this was just not the place to put it.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Um, (laughs) You haven't said anything that I wouldn't
0: focus on the podcast. Do what? Stop playing World of Warcraft. I'm not playing World
1: of Warcraft. I'm actually looking at something online. Okay. Um,
0: Are you arguing with Pat about Spider Man? No, 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 no. (laughs) Screw that. That's a losing battle. (laughs) Yeah. Can I I, just, anyone listening to this podcast who who works on these podcasts with me, stop taking Pat's bait? Uh, First of all, I don't play World of Warcraft. Oh, that that's what you took away from my little rant there?
1: <laughs> yes. I'm not playing World of Warcraft. I was actually looking at, um, mainly because I just watched Golden Circle today mm-hmm. again to catch up on it. And I rented these movies mm-hmm. to watch them again for you. Um, but you I mean. was looking at some, so I've got my computer monitor over here. Mm-hmm. And I was looking at some um, trivia you know, that they have on IMDb. So, But, you know, nothing's really relevant to what we want to talk about. But mm-hmm. uh, it's just one of those things where, like, this was so much fun to watch Elton John and Colin Firth beat a robot dog to death with bowling balls.
0: <laughs> Here, Here's what I'll say. I love Julianne Moore in this. The final f- assault on Poppyland is fantastic. Oh, and this is what I mean, you know, like, this is what I mean by they just gave Matthew Vaughn a blank check to do whatever he wanted. And he like super indulged in all of his in all of his tendencies, but it works here. And that's what I mean. Like it works so well that whatever other point they're trying to make is completely lost.
1: Absolutely. Because why would I care about what you have to say about the war on drugs when I just saw a man mow down twenty-four other guys with a machine gun briefcase?
0: <laughs> yeah, Colin Firth you you know using the uh, and he umbrella, was the umbrella. As yeah, as a shield <laughs> That's and I'm then Exy using a machine gun briefcase to, right to which is also doubled the... as a rocket launcher in case oh you yeah you just...
1: flip it up the other way and it, it shoots a rocket <laughs> right um into the tube of an rpg that the other guy was using which was incredible
0: accuracy yep. yeah no it's it's, <laughs> it's so much fun and like i'm not totally into like big stupid fun no. But I wanted to see what these movies were, and 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 once I got a clear picture of what it was, like the Golden Circle doubles down on big stupid fun. Um, I have to say, what's the actor's name again? Um, uh, Channing Tatum. Channing Tatum is hilarious in this, and I I feel like Channing Tatum is one of those guys where you know he's a hot looking man, he's got a nice body on him. His you know his body of Calm work down. is. His body of work is um, questionable. And I, and, I, and, I, I, and I think a lot of people, I mean, like, you know, I'm just looking briefly, he's done a lot of different things. You know, he's in this, he's in the Lego movie, he's in Hail Caesar, The Hateful Eight, Magic Mike, Jupiter Ascending. He was
1: brilliant, The Hateful Eight.
0: Um, yes, 22 Jump Street, um, White House Down, G.I. Joe Retaliation. Shut um, up! Yeah, so like his his stuff is all over the place, Rise and so I think I, I think he gets a bad rap because of it. I, he's where... a very
1: under, unappreciated, un under yeah underappreciated actor.
0: I I think because he's been in movies that were not great, he gets yeah. this reputation of being a not great actor. But Taming Tatum is really really good, and he's super funny in this.
1: Uh, he's so funny in this. He's really good, and just like I said, if you want to see how you know. How good of an actor he is watch him in hateful eight I think he's mm-hmm. brilliant in that I mean because he's supposed to be this you know um well he is this sex symbol this you know uh dancing hunk of whatever <laughs> uh, slab of beef but um he, in 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 hateful eight he is just evil in that yeah and uh and this he's he's so he's so much fun he's so funny um Proved that he can do the action bit, of course. You know, with the fight scene with the with Colin Firth and and Exe, and uh, and then Pedro Pascal did, did his part as well as that. Um, but he's really good. He's I think he's uh, underappreciated as an actor.
0: Yeah, I would agree with you. Um, yeah. So the so this one also amps up the action. Uh, you know, this is it. It's, all, it's very much like second superhero movie uh, structure. You know, the, in, the second one is always the one where everything goes to hell, yeah. you know, or the, or the superhero loses his superpower and they have to rebuild. Um, the only one, you know, I was thinking it kind of reminded me a lot of Iron Man 3, you know, where where, where Iron Man has to Tony is dealing with his PTSD and mm-hmm. um, he doesn't have his suits and he has to like go to Home Depot to put something together. So that he can raid the compound, and it, you know, and it's it's like a glove with a little laser on it, and all this other stuff. Um, you know, it really I, I like that. Yeah, no, I love like a lot of people. A lot of people hate Iron Man three because of the Mandarin thing, and I think those people need to get lives. Yeah, um, <laughs> I love Iron Man three, and part of it is because of that stripped down, like getting the bra- getting down to brass tacks bit it's that he does. Very
1: much a spy movie as well.
0: Yeah. Um, and so here, you know, they wipe out the Kingsman within the first, in the first act. And then it's Tarrant Edgerton just trying to like, you know, it's Tarrant Edgerton and Mark Strong trying to figure out what to do next. And they and they honestly don't know. And they sort of stumble into the Statesman thing and then they get there and it's like, okay, well, now that we're here, we got to get ourselves integrated with Statesman. And then we have to go out and find Poppy, you know, and, mm-hmm. and work on the case. And so. This one was a little bit more straightforward than um, than the Secret Service was. So I well, training's pre- over at this point. Yeah, he's a
1: full fledged agent, right?
0: And I and I kind of preferred it for that reason. I like the fact that they were on this. This one focuses more on I the mission. That. Yeah, you know, th- there's more detective work. There's more dealing with the mission. Um, computer fanciness. There's more computer fanciness. <laughs> so uh, you know, overall. I, I said I was kind of out on the movie towards the end. It's it's a little long. I think this thing clocks in two and, at, and a half. two and a half. hours. This thing did not need two and a half hours.
1: Cut a cut a half hour off that and you're good.
0: Yeah, no, for sure. It's just it's just a little overindulgent and a little overly long. Yeah. But other than that, I think I think between these two movies, I can see why Robert Winfrey did not want to talk about them, and I can see why he does not want to see the King's Man. Because the stylization of the fighting would be offensive to him and if you're that kind of person i would not recommend these movies these are definitely for people who just appreciate a nice stylized action movie and that's it are you having an aneurysm a little bit i'm good now <laughs> okay what is there an issue with what i just said I, 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 no okay
1: i just 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 unwind and
0: enjoy things not not everybody can not everybody can i know know? but i can you know for for every kingsman there's some guy out there who likes the raid and train to boost on i like those too and and you're allowed to and some people only like those (laughs) all right anything else about kingsman the golden circle no you hit everything on the head on on this one it's just it's it's loud it's in your face it's violent and it's fun I like his relationship with Tilda, by the way. They gave them yeah. they gave them a little bit more than butt sex to do, um, which I'd have been just satisfied with just the butt sex. But <laughs> they gave him an actual relationship. I actually like this. Is just a real quick. T- we lost Ronnie. Um, I'm, I'm done. <laughs> <laughs> um going put there, my head on my desk and go to sleep for a minute. Just the, the one last thing, and then we can get out of here. Is I like that. You know, he's so devoted to her. And, you know, and then he has to, it, it's implied that he's got to stick his finger up this girl's, Woo ha got you all yeah, in check. Yeah, he's got to. And he doesn't want to do it because he's yeah. committed to Tilda. And and I like that. I like the fact that he's like, I won't do this. I won't try to save the world by putting, you know, by, by putting my my hand up this girl's, Woo ha got you all in check. And, um, you know, if, if it'll upset you. And she's like, what a position to put me in. I wish you hadn't told me right just do what you need to do and save the world and keep the gory details to yourself which is a very girl thing to say
1: at which point do you i mean like if you're that i mean like you should be you should be that honest and that Mm -hmm. committed do you just grab like you say okay listen things are about to get weird Mm -hmm. and grab the girl and just stick your finger up her nose (laughs) because all you need is all you need is a a, a mucus
0: membrane (laughs) to get into the bloodstream is what he said I mean, look, I'm just going to say a little finger in the butt between friends is never a bad thing. You know, I mean, I don't, I don't. <laughs> little, little finger.
1: I'm glad you and I live states away from each other
0: right now. <laughs> That's how I greet people, Ronnie. Hello. Whoa, hey. <laughs> oh, Bob's your uncle. All right. Um... <laughs> is that your knuckle? <laughs> <laughs> this is how we greet each other in the South. Oh, my. <laughs> all right but what part of the south did you go to <laughs> so hey uh you you're running a DD campaign this weekend
1: i, I am I actually uh this usually is our weekend off, but since the yeah. next weekend we would play
0: would be the 25th i don't care. actually here's, are, what I, here's what i really yeah. want to know what music are you gonna play
1: oh well beforehand i listened to a lot of like man of war um like that that epic rock kind okay. of stuff.
0: Yeah, battle metal. So if you want to listen to more battle metal for your D&D campaign that you're going to stream on Twitch. Did you know that you uh that we were giving away a free 30-day trial of the Amazon Music Unlimited I service? Think I heard that. That is loaded up with Manowar and all kinds of epic battle metal. It's amazing. Um yeah, get amazonmusic.com/w2m network for your free 30-day trial of the Amazon Music Unlimited uh service you uh you can use it for up to a month if you like it you keep it you pay the uh monthly fee you don't you uh cancel it no fuss no muss. we use it all the time on the middleheimer of doom we used it as a matter of fact last night when we had a very poppy christmas party pardon <laughs> we had a very poppy christmas party cool I'm there. yeah poppy's a real person by the way with the church and everything or at least she used to have a church all right, Ronnie. That's it. That's our Kingsman review, such as it nice. was. Um, like I said, this Wednesday, uh, Kingsman Secret, uh, Kingsman, the Kingsman comes out along with the Matrix and Sing Two. Ronnie and I will be back uh, a week from Monday, the twenty seventh. Mm-hmm. Just me and him to do a damn you Hollywood for the Kingsman. Just you and me, Ronnie, again together again. I love it. Yes, sir. In the meantime, we had this week led into Spider Man No Way Home, which we have both seen. Uh, Myself, Gavin Napier, and Robert Winfrey will be talking about that Tuesday night. But we loaded up this week with all kinds of Spider Man stuff. Our um, 2014 review of The Amazing Spider Man 2. Uh, Sean, Benjamin, and I had a long road to ruin comparing all three of the franchises. Um,. Jesse had a four-part Spider-Verse comic review with him and Benjamin J. Cologne. Mm-hmm. We also uh, reviewed West Side Story. We did our of WrestleMania 11, 12, and 13. Um,
1: did, by the way, we switched from Spider-Man to this now. Uh, <laughs> West Side uh, Story is not set in the Spider-Verse.
0: <laughs> yes. We reviewed Stargirl, uh, the aforementioned Poppy show, After this goes up today, hey, Ronnie, your screaming boy, Why Spider Man Is Awesome, is getting re aired. Yay! Speaking of re airs, myself for five minutes, Jeff Harris and Sean Comer. I actually edited this show. This is one of our very early shows. We had all kinds of blog talk radio problems. And at one point, Jeff was calling in from the Matrix. I cut all that stuff out. (laughs) I cut it all out. I got the I got a two and a half hour show under two hours, and it's just us talking about the Spider Man movie. That's you know, after after it's pretty good. Myself and Robert Winfrey will be covering the October Better Bev fight tomorrow night, and then Saturday we have a re airing of our Secret Life of Pets review. Plus, uh, myself and Dan Lasby will be review will be doing alternative commentary for Jake Paul versus Tyrone Woodley, and then. In theory, as soon as I get done watching Nightmare Alley Sunday night, um, myself and Harry Broadhurst will be reviewing Ring of Honor Final Battle and Beyond Wrestling FET Forever. Plus, Jesse and I reviewing Kingsman, the Secret Circle, the comic. Um, and then uh, one last thing. Ronnie, um, why do I have you down for Nightmare Alley? Are you on that one?
1: You asked me to be on that one, but uh, sure. Sure
0: no cool well, that's robert and, and alexis and herself so you oh well then i'm out yeah i didn't think so okay um <laughs> let's get, rid of, um, <laughs> let's get uh, rid of you let's get rid of you let's get rid of you little little stab you in the face i <laughs> don't what? know i don't know how that happened sorry um it's <laughs> all right and then the aforementioned uh spider-man Your no way home we've got some christmas stuff coming up It'll be myself, Evan uh, Bevins, reviewing uh, Fat Evan Man, Bevin. The Ref, and in, in Bruges. Oh! Um, Fat Man is such a good movie. Yeah, I just watched that today. It's I pretty good. It's pretty it. interesting. Um, we'll have our... Jesse and I did The Last Christmas Comic by Brian Posehn, which is pretty fun. Um, and then we have trivia. Christmas trivia that I was on, along with Jason Teasley, his lovely wife, and David Wright. And it only sounds minor contentious. <laughs> they, actually, Five minutes into the podcast, and they said I was going to behave myself. I was trying to calm down. It was a long, hectic day, and I'm trying to get pull myself together. And the first thing Alexis says is, when am I getting paid for all of this? At which point, I became the world's biggest dick because I completely <laughs> lost my patience. Rightfully so. <laughs> I've only asked her not to do that a hundred times. Yeah. All right, Ronnie. Wrap it up for me. All right. You know, you're looking at me. I'm Ronnie. Um, and I...
1: <laughs> Sorry um i have a twitch channel called misfits and miscreants uh i am back to actually streaming video games now i've got a nice little christmas overlay going on and all that um we have a bi-weekly is that how you say it like a twice a month uh live stream DD game so we're but, uh, mostly just a you know, like D and gaming channel uh so we're playing Icewind Dale rhyme of the Frostmaiden. we got some great group uh we're on session seven this coming sunday we decided to play this Sunday, and we're going to air it. Uh, we're going to go live this Sunday because the next time we would get to we we were scheduled to play was December twenty fifth. Well, we ain't doing that because it's Christmas Day. So we we got together and we said, "Hey, let's do this Sunday." Um, the shop where we run out of, she said, "That's that's fine," uh, and said, "You know, have fun." So join us Sunday for that. It's going to be a lot of fun. Um, we got some working on some Magic the Gathering content some board game content, some other games like Dice Throne, things like that. Uh, it's going to be a lot of fun. Please stay tuned. New First of the new year, we're going to start doing that stuff. Uh, yeah, and that's about
0: it. All right, folks. Go uh, check it. Remember to check out our The King's Man review mm. uh, and all the other content we've got here. Please like and subscribe our YouTube channel. Uh, if you're on Apple Music, give us a uh, give us a rating and a review if you have time. We really appreciate it, and it helps us out for the various things we're trying to do to grow the channel. For Ronnie Adams, I'm Mark Rattledge. Be well, be safe, and behave.